0: Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parsha's Vayishlach Toshin Pei as we get into the Parsha of Yaakov on his way back with his eleven children, with his eleven sons, and Dina, his daughter, and uh, he's on his way back to meet his brother, who the last time we had saw and heard his brother wanted to kill him, and Yaakov is not sure exactly what is going to be uh, the uh, outcome of the meeting. So we know the Puzzle tells us the beginning of the Parsha Yaakov gets ready. Rashi quotes the three different ways he gets ready. <laughs> the Pasek says that he was very nervous. Vayira <speaking in Hebrew> Yaakov ma'od is scared. Vayetzer <speaking in Hebrew> What is Vayetzer <speaking in Hebrew>? So already Uncle says, Uddechil <speaking in Hebrew> He was uncomfortable. He was in pain for some reason. So what's Vayira <speaking in Hebrew> Vayetzer? So we know Rashi already quotes, Vayira Vayetzer Vayira Shema Yehareg. He's worried that he might be killed. And Vayetzer... <speaking in Hebrew> If he's gonna to have to kill others, but he don't want to be involved in any type of of any uh, any fight. Look at the medrash. The medrash says in source number one. The, the Ksav Sofer quotes it. The medrash He lifted up his eyes and he saw Esav. Baosa Bacha, his At that moment, right before the meeting, he davened and he cried out, Vitzilo Hashem B'shuslo Yaakov, and Hashem and Hashem saved him. Amar, as the Puzik say, we say it every day, Yadcha Hashem, Yom saray Yisakev, Hashem, Elokei, Yaakov. The Divirah Medrash what exactly is the is the focus of the Medrash, if we might ask, that he davka david at this moment when he saw, what he saw what was coming. Yes, he prepared beforehand, as we know, um, earlier, when he uh, wanted to uh, get ready, as Rashi quotes. But again, it sounds like davka, he saw something, he sees Esav of and that makes him Davin. And Hashem saved him. So what exactly is is the uh, is the message here? So he quotes the Ramban, but then he says his own shot on line number five. Vini Aracha. There's a difference between how someone comes if he's coming in peace. And now someone comes if he's coming to, in war? Yaakov didn't know what to expect. Know, there was no lines of communication. Last he heard, Esav wanted to kill him. Okay, that was a number. That was a while ago. It's a while ago. He's been a couple of years, as we know. He's had uh, twelve children since then, and it's been a long time. But he has no idea. Is Esav still in a fit of rage? Is Esav still mad about the brachos? And he's doing everything he can. He's trying to. Is there a way that I can determine before I get right next to him face-to-face what this meeting is going to be like? Is there any way that I can know? So he looks. So how would you know? What would be the difference between he's coming with 400 men? Where are they positioned? And where is he positioned? Says the Ksav Sofer. If you're coming as a friend, if you're coming in love... If he's coming in love, he would be first. Esav is first. How are you? Let me introduce you. He goes first. Then everybody else after him. But if he's coming in war, the star general, at least in the Umos HaOlam, he doesn't go first. Gets, first, he, they said the privates. They said the lower soldiers, the footsmen... And then he'll come eventually. He wouldn't go at first. The Yaakov said wasn't sure if he was just coming and he got over it. The Bechorah. O is coming out to war by He lifted up his eyes. That's not a literal seeing. But he lifted up to try to understand exactly what exactly he was seeing and what he was going to see and hopefully try to prepare in that way. And when the Pasuk says, And the Malachim come and they say, And when the Pasuk says, so he assumes that the emo are with him, surrounding him, in front of him. That's not a good sign. And that's why right when he gets that message and he views that it's hard to make out further out there, then he starts dominating. Because he realizes this is going to be a little bit difficult. That's what makes him daven right at this moment. Before any daven, it should be good. But right when he sees it, he gets the report. He understands the report as Esav is surrounded. Esav is not coming first in a show of love. And then Kodesh Baruch Hu took care and gave Esav a change of heart. And that's what we find by the meaning after the fight with the Malach that we'll get to soon. That might be a little different, according to Ksav Sofer. And I guess the accepts so over is understanding, As if the 400 men are afterwards. That's how he is understanding, and that's how Yaakov knew that things changed. Etc. And that's how a little intuition that Yaakov tried to figure out exactly how things were happening and why he david right away and uh, what it meant for the preparation that he was going to do. Okay. But now let's talk about, as we're going to spend much of this year tonight, on the meeting. The meeting not only with Asav but with Saro Shal One of the most mysterious passages in uh, all the Torah. But it's fascinating because there are so many questions that are asked. When it comes to this story. Let's read the Psukim, and then we'll have three or four thoughts about this encounter, if we call it. Says the pasik. Yaakov was left alone. How, every phrase Chazal pick up on. What was he doing alone? He was just in the middle of passing things back and forth, and he brought his wives, and he brought his children. And what did he go back for? Chazal say pachim tanim. What does that mean? And an ish. He's called an Ish, who we know as Saro Shalesov, but at the Pasuk, he's called an Ish. Adalos HaShachor, till the morning. Vayar Kilo What he saw, he could not succeed. He couldn't best him. What was the fight about? Was this a physical wrestling match? Right, Yaakov was so strong. Kilo There was something about Yaakov that this Ish could not overcome. Vayigab and therefore, because he couldn't totally obliterate and overcome him, he weakens him. yarach Yaakov and it moves. The thigh of Yaakov moves behev koimo as he as he wrestles. And also ko also interesting word Chazal pick up on, as we'll talk about soon. That's not the word, only word that's used for uh, wrestle. Naftule we just had in last week's parsha. He wrestled with G-d, The word avak, as Rashi quotes, when people wrestle, dust goes up from the ground. And this man, this mysterious man, says, send me, because the morning has come, let me go. What is going on? In the Pesukim, you don't even know that, know that it's a Malach. It's called an ish. So he fights with him. He sees he cannot overcome. And what does he do? He weakens him and says, let me go. So what? That's the morning. What is it? the morning is some magical moment? Again, every phrase here has to be analyzed. But Yomar, lo, I'm not letting you go until you give me a bracha. Again, brachos in Yaakov's life. did he get brachos already. He already got the brachos of the Bechorah a couple weeks ago. Brachos play a major role. V'avarcha b'varachecha, we have back in lech Lecha. So give me a bracha, V'yarabay love it. Instead of giving a bracha, he just says, what's your name? Mashemecha, V'yomar Yaakov. V'yarabay said, no, your name is not Yaakov. Unbelievable. lo Yaakov, Yisrael. Changing your name. Ki sarisi imalakivin Hashim, Okay, Va'yishal Yaakov, what's your name? I told you my name, now you tell me your name. And the Malach says, no. Why are you asking me that? Doesn't even give him a every answer. Again, every converse, part of the conversation here is fascinating. We're not going to focus so much on some of the uh, the exact words, but uh, we will analyze in general. He gives him a bracha. called the place This is the first allusion in the pusik that it's not just an ish. Yaakov says, "I saw Elohim panim upon him." Yaakov thinks this was a divine image of some of some kind. After fighting, he fought with a divine image. Kirisi Elohim panim upon him. Vatidatzel nafshi. Okay, a lot here. Let's go back to a fascinating basic question that maybe uh, we should ask, but uh, we don't always. Rashi quotes, of course, that we know that this issue was the sarosh We learned in the first part of the parsha, the first few psukim. Yaakov, we just read it. Vayira. By Yaakov was extremely nervous. Yaakov was scared. And yet he doesn't seem so scared when he fights this malach. Seems like he stands up, he stands his ground, and he doesn't give an inch. Very different perspective and attitude in terms of Yaakov and Esav and Yaakov and Sarushal Esav. And one would think a malach is even scarier than a person. And yet when it comes to Esav, he's very nervous He does all his tavos, he prepares, unless you say this Malach was just surprised, and he has to fight. Okay, maybe he was left alone, and the man just jumps on him, so he has to fight. But maybe there's something deeper. Says Rabbi Genach in the Birchaz Yitzchak, in number 2. Yaakov was very nervous from Esau. And he was very humble and he bowed down seven times. But when he was fighting with the Saru of Esav, You get a very different impression of Yaakov fighting Esav and fighting Saru Esav. And again, we would have thought just the opposite. Saru Shel Esav is scarier when we're following a. Uh, fighting a, a heavenly being. So, what exactly is the is the message? It says Rabbi Gannak, beautiful. V'nira line eight. V'bir hadvar. What was the symbolic fight? At least with Esav, the potential and the sour shalish of the actual. Shakshi Yaakov lacham in Saro shall Esav. Hayso milchamto al yisode v'ikare emunaso. Valkiem darko shal Abraham. Fighting with the sar of Esav was a fight. For Ruchnius. It was a fight in the spiritual realm. It was the fight for the values that Yaakov stood for. When it comes to values, when it comes to Ruchnius, Yaakov stands up strong like a lion. Doesn't give an inch. This is what I believe in. This is what has to be. And there's no pushing me down. And there's no pushing me away. There's no compromise. I'm not going to give an inch. These are the values. That's Saro Shelesov, in the world of Ruchnius, in the world of the heavenly. Yaakov is strong. And that, as we know, throughout Moshe Rabbeinu, when it comes to Ruchnius, he stands up. All of the greats. When he meets up the physical Esav, he meets his brother. What's that fight about? That's not about Ruchnius. that's about living on earth amongst the non Jews. Living on earth amongst other nations, amongst Edom, Seir, as Esau was the father of. Avo pepekishaso im Esau, Yaakov herolanu, ech aleinu lichyos bein agoyim, sha aleinu lido bachachma, when we surrounded by umos saolam, it's not always the smart and the appropriate approach to stand up at the fight. Sometimes it's to be meek. Sometimes it's to be passive. Sometimes it's to let things slide. Sending presents. So it's two different types of fights. We might call it the ruchniyus fight and the gashmius fight. The ruchniyus fight, even while we're in Gallus. if there's something about spirituality that is impinging on religious values, we have to stand up for every right of ours. And there's a we have to stand up throughout history as Amisrael have stood up. So many stories of the Gemara about different xeris that took place. Me'ila daf yudzayin, Remember the Gemara, no Mila, no Shabbos. All different times. So we have to stand up. Xeris, right? We're in the time period of the Ivanim, Right? The Ivanim, so to speak, they killed plenty of Jews. But the Iker, the Iker was the Ruchus. The Iker was, you could be a Jew, but forget your Jewishness. Forget your Judaism. Be like us. Don't have any base on Migdash with a special quality. You could have a temple. We're going to break a break a bunch of uh, pirzas in it, as the Mishnah describes. So that's exactly what Yavon and exactly what what um, that fight was. But that was sorrow, Esav. But when it comes to Esav, amongst the physical living, amongst the goyim and galus, right, and that's where Esav was meeting Yaakov on the way back. Abnama gold tzedek, Esav harabim And that's why we have to fight with Esav. Aval al me makom leviturim. When it comes to misora, when it comes to Vitur, there's no giving in. And that's what we even know it's reflected. It's a quote, but it's reflected in halacha. We know there's a concept called Dina to We always have to follow the law of the land, the different areas of. Uh, generally, monetary monetary law. But, if there's something that is against halacha, then we're not allowed to follow it. We're not allowed to follow it. Why? Because there's, a, there's an adkan, there's a red line that we have when it comes to the world of Torah and the world of Jewish values. So that is, uh, says the Berchazir that's the difference between the fights, and that's why Yaakov stands up strong by Saro unlike when it comes to Esav. And then, the, again, the... Foreshadowing is what a Jew is supposed to be in the Gaulus. A Jew is supposed to be in the time when the, uh, the uh, Yad uh, Yehudim is not Takifa. And then he quotes Rev Salvachik, I think we've quoted this part in the past. Koach u There's two concepts. Koach and Gvura we might translate as strength, and Gvura, inner fortitude to be a gibor is to give a kovish different type of strength physical brute strength and psychological spiritual strength inner strength fortitude sheneire paskofri showa to move you might think they're different they're this diss- similar kawach they're both about power avo benesh showa maybe zebi zepa really they are different koach pirushot otsma ulobasham medinesh ishlot savakhazak a country that has a strong army, they're powerful. Koach is power, and you can have an, a, a country with a strong army. They're powerful. Avagvura ena Gvura is not a physical description. They're strong. They have koach. Gvura Yitzchak is gvura. Doesn't say that he was the strongest. Avomida nafshis lahachzik mamad afilu kineged Khazak mimenu. Gvura is the ability to stand strong in the face of a enemy that is trying to devalue your values. There are many in history that were most Nefesh. They were not full of Koach, but they were, were full of Gvura. And there's a difference between the two. Because in life, it's not about being a koach. We need koach. But ultimately, it's about gvura. And he says, we even say two brachas in the morning. We say two brachas. We say, ozer Yisrael b'gvura. Hanosein la'yaiv koach. That one's not even in Shas. But, ozer Yisrael b'gvura. It's interesting, he doesn't talk about it. doesn't note it. But the gvura is a national gift. Ozer Yisrael b'gvura. There's only two with Yisrael. Oter Yisrael b'sefarah. Le'yav koach, that's individually. We need koach, Hashem, thank you for giving me strength. Koach, to wake up, to accomplish what I need. We don't feel so well, so we have to say it with a little more kavana. Hanoseh lo'yav koach. Those are two different brachas. Hanoseh lo'yav koach. se lano parachu, no'zeh lo'no as ha'oz ha'fizi. Aval in Ha'valen yonash al'berchas ozer Yisrael b'gvura hu'al mida ruchanit. ometz levav va'azus nefesh. And that's what Yaakov Avidu fights with the malach. That's gvura. Fighting with Esau, that's koach. I don't know, I always have to show my koach. And therefore there are different fights. And that's exactly what uh, the difference is between Yaakov's attitude towards Esau, meek and humble and bowing down, and Yaakov's attitude towards sorrow, shall Asaf. Beautiful. Moving right along. Second idea out of three or four about this, this um, interaction. As we as we say. What exactly were they fighting about? Sarah Shalasov. Okay, we just said they were fighting about Ruchlius. But more specifically, what exactly was the fight? Says the Hegionah Shal Torah. But see it after quoting the Psukim. Atvarim Stumim. Ma'amashmu'uto ma'avak <speaking in> Hamalachim Yaakov. v'lama Bachar Hamalach le Dafka zirechosha Yaakov. And why, once he saw he wasn't able to overcome Yaakov, he at least tried to get his thigh, which many interpret to mean his children. Yerech, right? That's what the uh, Chazal sometimes uh, say. These are Yotse Yerecho. The children go out of the thigh. So he couldn't get Yaakov, but he, but he got the kids. He got the descendants. Where do we see that there was a weakness in the descendants, us, from this, from this uh, dislocation. Also, nasha. Okay, nasha. One shot means it moved, but maybe there's another idea about why it's called the gid hanasha. Good. We continue that he quotes another uh, question which we don't focus on, but he talks about why have changed all of a sudden. Right, first he was coming as we mentioned in the first source. He first he was fighting with uh, La and then he changed and he ran to Yaakov and he gave him a hug and a kiss. So maybe we'll get back to that. Ella says that Yehuda you know what this fight was about? It was about Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov's on his way back. Esav is there. Remember, even later on, Esav we know Gemara and Sota Perketar Balazar, he stands at doesn't let Yaakov in. There are rights in this land that he doesn't want to be Mavate, doesn't want to give up. So here too, he stands, Yaakov went back at the Ma'avar Yabok, and the Sarah is there and says, I'm not letting you go in. I'm not letting you go back. I thought Lovan would take care of you. Spiritually. Did it work? I guess I have to finish the job. Lo zacha Esav u'malachto ha'asavit. Lo Nasa deyach Erem. Clover Lavan. Lavan didn't do it. Lavan nababigish lakar esako. Ava mivukasho lo lo. Lavan couldn't do it and now it's up to Esav. Saro shaleisha pogeshez Yaakov rotzeh lasso Yaakov is mashal Lavan Lois esliach lasso. What did he want to do? Saro zera lashmid lashmit es Yaakov fizzi. He nevaki mo kalalaila. He wanted to fight with him. He wanted to not let him get back into the homeland. Ulam ain't <speaking> le'esav yosef ma'azal bishayel olavon. Bechon <Hebrew> agel Yaakov. Didn't have any more luck. Any more luck with Yaakov than Lavon did. Ulam. Kishayin saroshal al-esav la la'ashmidis Yaakov ba'ofan fizzi. But once he saw that he wasn't going to stop him physically, he said, you know what? Who wrote, Sahu hu l'fachot l'achzik, l'fachot is Yaakov bagalos. Let me at least, I can't kill you? So the Sar, so let me at least um, keep you in Gallus Because a Jew in Galos is easier to get to than a Jew in Eretz Yisrael. Because in Eretz Yisrael, there's a direct line. Eretz Yisrael is base, so to speak. So asaph Sar Yisrael likes us in Galos. Because then we're dispersed, then we're not connected in the same way that we could. Once a Jew is in Eretz Yisrael, that connection to the palace, that will give him extra protection. So Yaakov tried to destroy him, the Sarasim tried to destroy him, it didn't work. Then he tried to at least keep him out. Didn't work. So, what's the next choice? At least to weaken him. At least to give him a limp. So he'll get there slower. He'll get there slower. You can't go at the same pace. He has to slow down. He can't rush into the land. And now says that Yodesh Al-Torah. And he hit him on the thigh. The thigh of the later generations. What does that teach us? He was more successful with the descendants than with Yaakov himself. For the past 2,000 years, the Jews have limped back to Israel. Even at a time when we were building the base Hamidosh, the Pesukim described in Ezra that Ezra says, come! And we lipped. We lipped nationally. right? And most didn't get there. So though the Sarushal Esav wasn't successful with Yaakov, he was successful with the Yarech Yaakov. Kachai balias Ezra ben ve ve'kachu Balias And it's the same with the Ali of our generation, says and Führer. Right, the sun came out. What happens when the sun comes out? In history, we're limping. We're limping. Says of Feurer. Very slow. So we sometimes lose the opportunity to come. And the whole time, when it's not before the Shemesh comes up, all the dark times in history, Esau fights us and just try to get rid of us. And finally, at least so when the sun comes up, you know we're at least we're at least limping. And then he says, very sharp, very sharp. Because the Gemar in Chulin towards the bottom, he says the Gemar tells us that there were two opposite images that Saro Shal Esav appeared to to Yaakov. One is Koavid Kochavim, like an idolater. He appeared to him. Or number two, Katabal he appeared to him. What does that mean? So it explains creatively and very sharply. It says that al Torah. people have all excuses in the world to stay limping and to stay in galus. Some of them are Avoras Kachavim Nidvelo. Let's read what he says. Shneim Emes Historit Shol Yaakov So Yuchalalos Ibraim Al Shayib Physical barriers. Physical barriers. It can't uh hard to make a living, and it's not comfortable, and it's really hot in the summer, and all different physical challenges that that, that one has for to keep us in Gaulus, and that keeps us limping. As Yakov was going back to Eretz Israel, the Jewish people for two thousand years have been going back to Eretz. Remember, Yakov is Begullus. We mentioned years ago, the Sefer Achinach on Gideon HaSheh, Rebo on It's all about the Galos. That's the symbol, according to so many mafarshim. So here, it's Yaakov on his way back, so sometimes there are physical challenges. V'udelat's li'sher bagalos al shel shel chacham. He says very sharply that there are people that use spiritual reasons to stay. No, it's, it's more appropriate. Spiritually, we have, a, we have the uh, infrastructure, we have this, we have that. The Ramban came to Eretz Yisrael, there wasn't a minion in town <laughs> in Yerushalayim. Right? As we know, we sent up to the north to get a safer Torah brought back to Yerushalayim. So we have to seriously think about this, as a nation. When are we going to get over our limp? When are we going to be able to come as Yaakov did, Shali b'gufo, shali b'mamono, shali b'taraso, and it's kid the gid hanasha. Nasha means to forget. Also, Kinashani nashani elokim as ali, writes on the top left, and we're not allowed to forget this. We can't eat it because we have to remember what caused us to live, and we have to do everything we can to be able to get Am Yisrael back to Eretz Yisrael again at a time of vayizrach lo hashemish, vayizrach lo hashemish. Very powerful words. Okay. That's the fight about Eretz Israel. Next. Next suggestion. Next suggestion about what the fight was about. Again, this is popular, this one, but, uh, he adds his own, he adds his own element, and that's Rabbi Yosim Nechemiah Source number four. Quote the Major Shishirashirim. Quoting, this is picking up on, Vaye Avek Yeshimo. Vaye Yeshimo, as we know, Chazal tell us, the dust. By Avak t- on the left side of the page, B'shir Shir Raba Mizos Olam in Amidbar Mikol Avkat Rochel, Call Masha Yisrael Matzlichen bePrakmatia beOlam all success that Jews have in business in this world. Eino Ella B'shvil Oso Avak, Shenis Avak Yaakov im Sarosh Al Esav. It comes from the dust of the wrestling with Sarosh Al this is what's called the Medrash Plia. Right? What exactly is the Medrash talking about? What does the Parnassah of a Jew have to do with the dust going up to the Kiseh HaKavod? What's the message? It says, A classic drush. Nireli, line 5. The dust went up all the way to the Kise HaKavod. What does that mean? Key. What many say, many Mepharship explain, that Yitzchak Gavido originally, Yitzchak originally wanted to give the Brachas to Esau. What type of Brachas? Kha Ha'elokim. He wanted to split up. He thought Esau could have the Brachas of Olam Hazeh, the Gashmias. Yaakov could have the Brachas of Olam Haba, the Ruchnias. And it could have a Yisachar Zvulen type of relationship. You have Olam Hazeh, I have Olam Haba. That's what maybe what Yitzchak thought, and then if that's true, then what was Yaakov doing, and why did Rivka tell Yaakov to get the Olam Hazebrachos also? And maybe that's what says What was the Sar Esav arguing about? Says, what did you do? You took my brachos. So so what's what's the pshat? Let's continue. Kisaru Shalaisem Brachos Shelach Yaakov behind Mishum Shek Shechilku Benehem Ha Olamos. Bakhar lo Yaakov olam haba l'chelko. Yaakov chose olam haba, spiritual matters. Va'olam hazeh shaleisavu. Olam hazeh kibyeh Yakov V'yim kein, eilol Yaakov atstaka l'achzik l'atzmo birchas olam shu chelka shaleisav. Valzen Technically, you would think that Yaakov has no right for olam hazeh. No right for the Gashbi Brachas. Bitala Shemayim, Robdogan, Vesirosh. And yet Yaakov's fighting. What's the fight? Um, Yaakov, Yaakov showed Esav, and the sorrow shall Esav. osem me olam over olam Yaakov says, Yeah, yeah. I'm about olam habab. You know what? I could turn olam hazeh into olam haba. I could take everything in this world and make it spiritual, and make it a vehicle to get close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I do. Shumala kokin yad All of olamazah can be uplifted. Hake'lim anif sodem shayb, hakalim, vadif sodem That which, uh, disintegrates and, and finishes. Letzarche gavoah. Vadim sa chab olamazahu olamabah vakolchad. Yaakov says, you think I'm only interested in olamabah? I am only interested in olamabah. But you know what? This table can be used for olamabah. It's gashmi. Can be used for olamabah. This computer. Can be used for Olam my It says, Yaakov Avinu, I can take this world and bring it up. The Haidu, and that's the Lashon. The dust went up to the Kisei akavod. The dust, the, the fight that they had. Yaakov was fighting over the Gashmiras. He's like, I can bring this to the Kisei akavod. Klomar, mala <laughs> So what's the Medrash? All business that Jew, Jews do in the world? It's from the Avak that went up to Olam Haba. What does that mean? The purpose of our parnasa should not be as an ends, but as a means of Olam Haba. Okay, we have to make a Parnassah. It's somewhat of a curse, but it's also... Lemaisa a mitzvah to support a family. What's my kavana when supporting a family? We spoke about two weeks ago, right? Nama benahama, do gemar in Maseches Beitzah. But ultimately, we work in order to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the dust going up. Yaakov u'Shulah give it all a masek and be all my and that is uh, the message of the Medrash. Ki ish Yisrael yishtamish ba l'kedusha l'Torah v'le'tuuda pei malam es ha'afar ad kisiyakoven. Haide oso ha'avakshu esavik Yakub sarachel Esav. That dirt says, and that's what that's what takes us up, and that's everything that we do is supposed to have that that the kavod. And then he says, unbelievable, just this one line. He says a couple of lines down, on line forty-three, we say every morning, ki yaki bachar lo. Where's the, where's the, uh, the Lushen? I'm sorry, I missed it. Um, He's fighting for both. And there it is. Oh, on the top of the next page. I'm sorry. That's where he summarizes it. That which is said. Yaakov, Ka. Right, we don't have tell us. What's ka? Yud and hei. Right? That's the two olamos. Hashem sur olamim. Hashem created the two worlds with the yud and the He. Abba, Yaakov Bachalo, both worlds. Both worlds. Because the goal of our life is not just to obviously be an angel stuck in an animal, but... Is to have the synthesis of both, to have the uplifted. Remember that medrash we mentioned years ago. Years ago, one of the most powerful medrashim, that last medrash in in Dvarim Raba, where at the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, the neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Baruch "I am happy here. I don't want to leave. It's perfect here. It's perfect potential. I've achieved." So that's the that's what Yaakov Avinu was told. Yaakov Avinu, kibach Yaakov Barchaloka, Yaakov Barchalol Shaleiv Shnei Olamos Olam Azem Olam and that's what the medish is. Why where do the Jews the pragmatia, Where does it come from? It comes from the Avak. It comes from the dust going up. It's not about uh the goal itself. Uh, hopefully a Jew does not believe in what Zezakh Kohelis. Ohiv Kasef Lo Yisbah Kasef? No. Ohev Ruchnius. Lo Yispa Ruchnius. And therefore, we could use all of our Kesef uh, for the goal um, that we have in mind. Okay, so we have Rabbi Ganak about standing strong for values, uh, physical and the spiritual. We have that Yonah HaTorah fighting over Eretz Yisrael. We have Olam Azeh and Olam Haba. One more thought related to the fight and then a couple of other thoughts in the Parsha. This is something, the following thought, we mentioned probably 10 years ago, but it's such a yesodistic source uh, I mentioned it in other contexts, but again, Parshat Yishlak. We should probably do this every single year, this source. But, you know, at least we'll do it this year. At least once a decade, we will uh, we'll try to do it. The Mishnah tells us the Mesech Seems like a detail of a Mishnah, but it is a detail, but it reflects something amazing. The Mishnah has a Machlokas. How many Aveiras do I get if I eat the Gid of a non kosher animal? How many Aveiras? So, the Chachavim say, one. If I eat non-kosher Gidah I only get one Avera, not kosher. I don't get Gidah also. One Avera. Noeg b'torveh, noeg Bitameya. Rabbi Huda, Omer, af bitameya. Rabbi Huda says, no, two Averas. If you eat the Gidah of a non-kosher animal, you get the Avera of not-kosher, the Avera of Gidah Om Rabbi Huda, then Rabbi Huda brings a riot to his own sheetah. Unusual, the Mishnah itself quotes the Svaras. Rabbi Huda says, that in this week's parsha it says that we can't eat ganosha. <laughs> the brothers ate not kosher. Yeah, they didn't eat ganosha. Right? Doesn't say the brothers didn't have Hilchas kashrus. When I say they kept the mitz they kept the mitzvahs before it was given. The mara says only the assays, not the los ases. Okay, okay. It says tarry, Mr. Shamarti. But petaros nedava. Technically, the brothers did not have the halachas of kashras, and yet they were not allowed to eat the get That shows that it applies to even not kosher animals. Says the Mishnah, It was said on our Sinai, but it was written in its spot. What does that mean? Don't bring me rias from the brothers because b'sinai nemar, elashatamimkova. So Rashi has an unbelievable pshat, Feel free to look there, but the Rambah, the Rambam on that Mishnah, source number 7. Okay, we've mentioned this in the past, in other contexts, and it's part of a larger shear with ten different rayas. But the most important source in the whole sugya is right here. This, Pirish Mishnah in Chulun Kuf in the seventh parak. Sim Limcha Leiker HaNechla Zo, says the Rambam, listed to the major tenet that is said in this Mishnah, that is alluded to when the Rambam say, it was said in our Sinai, but written in its place, Says the Rambam, everything we do or don't do today. Why do we do everything we do today? Because of Maimon Harsinai. Not because of any Navi before the Torah was given. For example, why do we do Bersmilah? Because Avram did Rishmila. Because Yitzchak did Rishmila? No. You know why we do Rishmila? Because Moshe Rabbeinu told us to do Rishmila at Harsinai. Why don't we eat Avram and Hachai? Because Noach was not allowed to eat Avram and Hachai and he passed that down to Avram and he passed that down to Yitzchak? No! We don't eat Avram and Hachai because Moshe Rabbeinu told us at Harsinai not to eat Avram and Hachai. And this is where the Ramam comes up with his yesod. There's the difference between the history of a mitzvah and the reason a mitzvah is obligatory upon us. The reason, the source for halachic mandatory mitzvos is Harsinai. That's why we have to do mitzvos, and we're not allowed to do Mosas. History of a mitzvah? Okay, the Avos Davind, and Avram Av, did Rishmila, and Yeshok Kei meiser The history of mitzvahs might be before. But why do we do everything? <speaking in Hebrew> Because Hashem told Moshe, "Kem Moshe like Avram did, so too Moshe. But Moshe gave us the Torah. Why don't we get hanasha? Because it says, "Vayishlach." Lo Yes, Sefer haMitzvos might count that pasuk as source for the mitzvah. But the reason that we have to follow—that's the way the source is in the Torah Shebichsav. But the, in, in terms of time period, when did it start? It started for individuals, maybe in Vayishlach, but that has nothing to do with us as a nation. As a nation, it started at Harsinai with Moshe Rabbeidu. So when the Chachamim the and the Mishnah say to Rabbi Yehuda, it doesn't matter that the brothers didn't get an Usha. that does not have to do with me. With us as Jews, we follow what Moshe Rabbeidu said, and there can be differences between before Maimon Sinai and after Maimon Sinai. And even if it applied to non-kosher animals before Maimon Sinai, that does not mean... That it applies to not kosher animals after. And then the Rabbim ends with the punchline. Hello, Tireh? After all, what do Chazal tell us? taryag mitzvot nemlole Moshe Bissinai. How many mitzvot do we get at our Sinai? 613. It does not say 606 with 7 from before. Or 600 with 13 from before, however many there were before. It doesn't say that. It says we got 613 at our Sinai. Because even if there was something beforehand, the reason that we do or don't do it is because of Moshe Rabbeinu, a very important Rambam, top five Rambams in the Pirush Mishnahis. Right here, Chulin Davkuf on this Mishnah about kosher and non-kosher uh, animals related to the mitzvah of of git Okay, moving right along. Again, a thought that we've that has come up often, and many pick up on this. The Klayucker is one of the earlier ones that, that mentions it, but I gave you a couple of sources related to the same idea. And a thought that we and a, and a source that we mentioned also many years ago. The Klayaker picks up on the different statements of Yaakov and Esav. as we know in Perak Lamid Bey's Pasuk Tess. Yaakov says, Wow, what is this all? You have so much to be. So Yaakov says, you know, what I'm sorry, Esav says, w- w- all these presents, and Yaakov says, who are these? They're for you. Esav says, I don't need them. I have plenty. Yeshli Rav. I have plenty. yilach Yilchashashalach. You keep what you want. I don't need your stuff. I have plenty. So if you just have Yeshli Rav, then fine, we wouldn't make such a note of it. But as we know, Yaakov Avinu has a very similar lashon, but not exactly the same. As we know, Yaakov Avinu says in source number eight, the Kli quotes it: "Ki li Kol." And there's a major difference between Yeshli Rav and Yeshli Kol, and that reflects the difference between an Esav and a Yaakov. The Rishon, they can have as much in the world. I'll always be lacking, no matter how much I have. Right? Haman, every single Jew bowed down to him. Every single Jew, except for one. What does Haman say? The It's meaningless. Mordecai is not bowing down to me. I have nothing. He had Rav. But if you have Rav, you don't have coal. And that was Haman's attitude. Because if we're focused on that, so then Yeshli Rab Avolokal Tsarchem, and that's Asav adayin Chaseirim Hema Yesh Biyado Mana Misavilam Asayim. That's the, that's an Asav attitude, and a Yaakov attitude is Yeshli Kol. He could have very little; doesn't have to have so much. Doesn't have to have so much. Whatever he has is good. Whatever he has is good. Vatadika behefachzeki afilu him Yesh Maat biyodam, Whatever they have, they are happy with. And it's because call and rob is an attitude. Call and rob is an attitude. It's not about how much one has. One could have a ton and not be happy. One could have a little bit and be happy, right? hasameach And that's also how the Yam Sibcha explains. Again, the Klerk talks about it more, but the Yam Sibcha, source number nine, Rabbi Fried discusses how Rashi says in the next part of the section, Yaakov comes Shalem Yershem. Shalem. Shalem Begufo. Shalem Bemomono. Shalem Betaraso. Lecharet Varm Suychem Beer. Shalem be-mimono. He gave presents to Esav. He's lost some other way. What do you mean, shalem? He wasn't shalem, he was chasser. So, Rachaim Akhadr says, Hashem was mashlem, what he, what he lacked. But says the Yab Simcha, the same idea, quoting the uh, Rebellion of Yan and the Nishla, right, we say in benching, Darshe Hashem, lo Yachsiru Kaltov. Those who seek out Hashem, lo Yachsiru Kaltov, all good, will not be lacking to them. The Angsiv, She Yilahem Kaltov. It doesn't say they'll have everything. It just says they won't be lacking anything. There's a difference between the two. To say they'll have everything, that's pretty amazing. To say they won't be lacking anything, that's a subjective. That's, I don't lack anything. <laughs> that's different than having everything. <laughs> if we're always looking... You know, if we don't enjoy unless we have everything and if somebody else has something else, you know, so that, and even if, I might add, and even if everybody has everything, you know, we might not feel, might not feel good. Somebody told me a couple years ago, I remember that there was an airline that made a whole airplane of business class. A whole airplane of business class. And the airline tried it and they said nobody liked it. Because part of the, part of the, I've never had the feeling, but part of the feeling of business class is to be able to like look in the back, right? <laughs> to be able to feel, yeshli, 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 call, yeshli, rub. It's an attitude. You can have everything. You have a whole plane of business class, right? A, a whole plane. No, it's yeshli, rub. If it's yeshli, call, you don't have you don't have that problem. But says the says the yam simcha lo yachzur kol Not that they have everything, but they're not lacking anything. And he gives a marshal, He gives a marshal. I think we might have mentioned this before. Somebody goes into their friend's house and they go out and they're like, oh yeah, I feel bad for him. The guy goes out, what's, what's the matter? What do you feel bad for him? He says, I didn't see one bottle of medicine in the whole house. He says, what do you feel bad? He says, it doesn't have one bottle of medicine. I feel so bad for him. He says, he doesn't have medicine because he doesn't need the medicine. doesn't need it. He has it. He's, he's not looking for that. If a person was sick, he was missing anything, fine. But He's not sick. Somebody goes into a house. Other you go into a house. All you see a svarim. I feel bad. He doesn't have A, B, C, D, and E. He's not sick. He has everything he needs. He's spiritually healthy. If you, if you, he's not lacking it, you don't need that. And I gave you a tshuva. We don't have time to read it right now. A tshuva of Rav Moshe in in Yeridah uh, Gimel. Maybe we'll come back to this another part where he talks about the g- goals of education in our day. This is Ramosha a couple of decades ago, where he talks about the, me- the, the deepest, most important messages that a, a teacher has to give his students. And he talks about it a lot. I gave you the whole Shuva. Feel free to look at it. But he talks about you have to give over values and how amazing it is to be a Jew. Ramosha talks about this often. But uh, you know, he has this famous phrase where he talks about it on the second page. On the second page the source number 12 where he says Kinei nabim medina seno on line 15 may rof brachash natala shebi spark yishrot of a tiva gadola lana oz allamaze this country in america he writes everybody wants olamaze be khatanu gim shkorin wase good time shgamze davar ma calculus adam he says he says that can't be the focus of life because it's always going to be yashli rough right we have to have yashli call attitude we have to follow yakov avinu and in that way, we will be able to to uh, to do our best. Okay. One final source for the for the evening. That's also an important ha'ara from Rav uh, Znaim Latora. Rav Sarozkin writes at the beginning of Perak Lamed Hay now, going towards the uh, later on in the parsha after the story of Dina, Vayomer Elokim El Yaakov, Kuma Le Beitel, Veshevsham. Go up to Betel and be there. V'aseisham <speaking> isveach. <in Hebrew> Lo kelan Go build him his back there to the God that appeared to you bevar when you were running mipei asav achicha. Right, remember, right, Beitel, right. That's where Yaakov. Where was the dream? Yerushalayim, Beitel. Betel was involved there some way. Rashi, Ramban. But Hashem says to Yaakov, go to Betel and build him his beach. Professor Rivetsuradskin. Why does the pasuk emphasize build him his back to the God that appeared to you when you were running away from Esav? What do we have to know that? We know that. What's the emphasis? Bildam izbeach, l'okel nirelecha, bevarachachah, bevnei sabachichah. As if we don't remember why he left in the first place. So says Rev. Saratsky. Says Rev. Saratsky. Line four. Hakaras ha'adam Akriya v'akriya elav be'im ki'alei t'luyos be'matzav Adam. Our recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu really depends on the state that we're in. Imus saveya u'muushar. If somebody is a believer and he feels good and he's a recognition,, if somebody is, is, is in the zone of spirituality, great and wonderful and Davins, and everything's good. But if a person is in a difficult situation, which he is then saved from and he's experienced the salvation, there's a different feeling when one prays and one thanks. You know what can thank Hashem for an amazing, wonderful, regular day? But if somebody went through a trauma, if somebody went through it, and then Hashem helped him get through it, that's a different level of hakara and expression. And sometimes that's what Hashem was looking for. Hashem does things. And he quotes about Sukkim related to this. So Yaakov Avinu is told by Hashem, I want you to build a mizbeach. But not stop now that you feel good and you had 11 kids and Yisav was good to you. Remember the feeling when you were running away. Remember the sorrow. Remember what you felt like. Search deep inside to remember those feelings. And once you remember those feelings, even though it's hard, build them as b'ach lecha Remember the feelings that you had when you were running away from Esau. Remember that, because then you could give proper recognition. Whenever we have any type of success, we have to remember the difficult times. Remember, whenever we feel good, we have to remember what it's like when we didn't feel good. We always have to recognize the dark, because when we remember the aphelop, we could have greater appreciation for the aura as we get closer and closer to the holiday of lights but it's from the darkness to the light. Okay, we'll stop here.